Invest in seven ventures. Yes, and eight. You do not know what disaster may come upon the land. This was Ecclesiastes 11, verse 2. Good morning. My name is Anjan Pierre, and welcome to the Godly Business Podcast. I will be your host today and discussing a topic that I, unfortunately, um, with the new year, I keep seeing over and over on social media, and that is um, the laying off of multiple people, right? Especially in the tech industry, we started seeing that um, way before the end of the year, but it's now affecting other industries and people were getting laid off um, throughout the holiday. And now that the new year started, even more people are getting laid off. And um, this is a subject matter that I wanted to touch about today. And the fact that Unfortunately, the reality of where we live in this current climate, economical climate and political climate, we definitely have to look through sources of income, multiple sources of income in order for us to stay afloat. So this verse I thought was a very, um, you know, fitting to start our discussion around why it's important to have multiple streams of income, um, period, right? And whether or not, and how, I guess, um, to think about approaching the different streams of income that you're looking into, uh, possibly venturing into. So the first thing I want to talk about um, to discuss was why it's important to have multiple streams of income. Now, I know it's a, like a duh like <laughs> um, topic, but I wanted to discuss it because obviously before, I mean, the world have had multiple economic flows and booms, right? That's just the natural flow of how the world works in econ- economics. I'm sorry. I My accent is now allowing me to say that word right most of the time, so forgive me. But, um, you know, especially after 2008, we have seen, um, this influx. And for those who are in my generation, millennials, unfortunately, this is something that we are, have to deal with. We have unfortunately dealt this cards that we have to deal with. And so we, the gig economy, right? The the side hustle, the gig economy um, flourish is flourishing because you have no choice. It, it's not a matter of whether or not you want to. It's more of a matter that you have to. So I always encourage people, even if you don't know what else to do, um, there are many, many options nowadays that will give you the option to work multiple jobs um and also to do little side hustles in order for you to increase your income now i will warn that having building a business and having a side hustle are two completely different things right um having a business is a completely different beast than having a side hustle right so what do i call side hustle driving uh uber or Grubhub, those type of things are side hustles, right? It brings in a little bit of cash. 
You literally have to be physically present to run that business. And to truthfully, you're kind of working for another company um, as an employee, but you are making your own schedule, if that makes sense, right? So those businesses, they you can't really determine your pay, if that makes sense. Um, and they can change the, the contract agreement anytime they want to, right? So therefore, you are, you are at their mercy um, if they decide, okay, you know what? We're going to reduce your take by 10% in order for them to meet their bottom line, right? So let's say um, this is just an example, right? I'm not saying this is how it works. Just go along with me here, right? So let's say your side hustle is doing Grubhub delivery. And as part of that, you get to keep um, 10% or 20% or 50%, whatever it is. But now the company decided instead of you getting that 50%, now it's going to be 30% because they have to you know, keep up with their bottom line because of everything affecting the economy and therefore themselves as well. And they're not willing to lose money. So therefore you are going to be as their employee while you're not laid off because they, their business model literally cannot work without you, right? They're going to reduce your cut of the fund. So this is why I want to talk about this, like the difference between having your own business versus a side hustle. So the side hustle is a great way to increase your income. It is a great way to, to, um, be independent and, and, you know, in a certain aspect and to increase your income, but you are still at the mercy of someone else when it comes to your pay. And unfortunately I've even heard of stories of people, um, that do delivery services when you do the tip on, um, you know, the app, when you just give them the tip, they don't get the tip. I've heard so many of that. And that's, that's a whole different subject. That's so unethical, but this is the situation that a lot of people unfortunately have to deal with. Right. So side hustle is a great way to boost your income and get extra money. But what I would suggest is finding another way to boost your income and increase your um, revenue by doing other businesses. Now, I'm sure if you look online, there are multiple videos on how to increase your income and have, um, you know, uh, multiple streams of income, right? Ubering, those would be another stream of income. But what I would suggest is look into ways of starting new businesses. And some of the ways you could look at starting a business could start off as a side hustle that turns into a business, meaning what? So I have a uh, former coworker of mine and she is former because she started a side hustle, right? And the side hustle took off to become a business. And what her side hustle was, was making um, treats for um, birthday parties, right? So she would make treats like 
little cupcakes, little, um, I forgot what they call them, but like desserts, right? And they were super cute, um, delicious and things like that. So she started it at home, um, doing this little side hustle for friends and families. And she started getting referrals and one referral leads to another. And the more and more built on to where she couldn't keep up with the demand of her quote unquote side hustle and the demand of working her nine to five job. So therefore, with that, she was able to transition from, you know, doing the nine to five and the side hustle as a part time, um, you know, nighttime weekend situation to now leaving her uh, full time business and going into uh, just doing that, just just that. And that's now her business to where to now. Um, I, I believe it's been like a year or two. Um, now she has employees, right? Not a lot, but like two, she was able to get to the point where she can hire two other people to help her in her business. So this is why I'm, I'm bringing this up. So in thinking of your side hustle, think of a way to, okay, maybe it starts off as a side hustle, but a way to turn it into a business in order for it to grow. So the first thing you have to do is already approach it as a business and not a side hustle. So the reason why that's important is if you set it up from the beginning as a business, you're going to treat it as such. The reason why I say you have to start it off thinking this is a business is the way you're going to manage your money and allocate funds is going to be different than if you approach it as it's just a side hustle. For example, the thing I tell people a lot is when you start your quote unquote side hustle, for example, a cleaning business, right? One of the things, um, if you listen to some of my other podcasts is to talk about, you know, drafting a contract, right? To, to protect yourself and also the, um, your potential client and prospects, right? Drafting a contract, something like that is very important. Also having a game plan for your supply, um, keeping track of your expenses and also your revenue. So when you start, I get it. A lot of times you have, you're not sure how much is going to cost you to, run the business and you're not sure how much money you necessarily going to, to bring in, you know, into the business. So you have to keep track of your expenses and of your time. This is something that will help you to transform and go from hustling to a business, a side gig to your business. So the the reason being is once you start understanding, is this actually making money, right? Because a lot of people do side hustles like Ubering and, and I'm sorry if I sound like I'm <laughs> harping on, on those type of, um, you know, side gigs. It's just, that's the first thing I can think of. But like, for example, let's say you want to do Uber, right? And in your mind, you're thinking this is a business. Okay. If it is the case, there are certain things that you have to take into consideration. 
And sometimes you not keeping track, you may not understand that you're actually not making any money because you're losing money. And so in order for you to verify whether or not you keeping you you're making money, you have to keep track of your expense and you know income. And unfortunately, I find that most people who are in the side gig economy do not keep track or don't even think about keeping track or keep track properly of their income and expense report. And so therefore you don't even understand if it's worth it. How much money did you make this month? How much money did you make this month? Was it $500 or was it $1,500? That's a huge gap. Are you keeping track of your mileage? The mileage and the wear and tear of your car depreciates your car. Are you able to keep track of that depreciation, right? Are you able to keep track of um, the oil change and the impact between, okay, now that I'm driving for, you know, Uber or whoever, right, DoorDash, how much more often do I now have to do maintenance to my vehicle, right? Whether it's my tires, the lifespan of my tires, the lifespan of, you know, me having to do oil change, how much gas I'm using, and then calculating those um, expenses, right? Also taking into account time and things like that. But you calculate those expenses and then look at, okay, how much money am I making? Because sometimes when you do, when you sit down and do that math, you realize, okay, the math come to maybe 11, 12 bucks a day, like an hour or less, right? So when you're looking at it that way, you could be like, okay, instead of me driving around and making, you know, all these expenses and wearing tear my car, devaluing my car because now my car has more more miles on it, and it's, you know, I'm making the math come to be like $13 an hour. It may be cheaper for you to get a second job because the the $13 that you're making, you know, at least you're not losing the, um, you're not losing money as well, right? You, you could just make $13 an hour and not put so much wear and tear and devaluing and depreciating your vehicle. So this is why I say, if you are going to do a side gig, approach it as a business so that you can all automatically start calculating. And the other thing that a lot of people don't know, right? And granted, this is because of my background and and my work history that I'm aware of these things, but most people are not aware of this. When you are doing Uber or, you know, DoorDash, those type of things, you have to have the proper insurance for that. And those insurances are usually more expensive. And what people run into is that they don't get the proper insurance, right? The right insurance to to have the coverage. God forbid they get in a car accident. What they assume is that their personal insurance is going to cover the business side of things, which is their Ubering and DoorDash. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, unless you had... Um, you know, an endorsement on your policy with your insurance saying that you are doing Uber and things like that, you may not get the coverage. 
So this is another expense and risk that I find a lot of people make because to them it's like, it's not worth me paying the extra insurance, um, you know, for me to, to do Uber every now and then. But the risk is if you do end up in a situation where you will need your insurance, now you no longer have the coverage, which now is a double whammy that sucks, right? Because now you don't have a car, you can't repair your car, you can't do Uber, and your insurance is not going to cover it. So those are the, this is why I'm saying like all of these things are things that you have to consider when thinking about your um, business expense and keeping track and determining whether or not it, it makes sense for you, for you to do it. So in the example I just gave of um, my former coworker who was doing, you know, the side business, this is something we talked about, right? Make sure you track your expenses. Make sure you track your time. Make sure you find out, okay, how much does this cost and how much does, um, will it take for me to get, you know, X, Y, Z and how much money uh, I'm making in this, you know, venture that I'm doing and doesn't make sense. If it makes sense, great. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, you will not know unless you actually track it. And this is why I say you have to have, um, you have to approach it as a business and just start from the gate being disciplined and, um, and keeping track of everything that you're spending. So you know how much you are making, how much you're not making, how much it's going to cost you um, on the long run to, to keep up with, with your business. So I hope this this part was helpful in, in you know, thinking about how to approach going into side, side, side um, the difference between having a side hustle and approaching doing a business. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about and touch on is I've I've seen multiple videos where they're like oh okay you need to have seven eight streams of income and um you know do xyz do this do that to to increase your income and I want you to think kind of like what we just talked about are you trying to increase your income or are you trying to build other businesses as we said, you can increase your income by doing other side hustle, which again, you have to keep in track, keep in mind the, you know, everything that comes with it. Or are you trying to do, um, have multiple businesses? Now, if you are, if your mindset is to have multiple businesses, there are certain things that I want you to keep in mind. The first thing is what kind of businesses are you going to get into? And are the businesses something that build on each other or are the businesses um, completely different, right? For example, let's say your current business is um, you're a landlord, right? So you currently have four units that you rent, right? So that's one business that you are doing, which is, you know, rental properties. Another business that's related to rental properties, right? Could be, okay, now that I have four units um, and I'm renting three, just a regular tenant, I'm going to try 
and test out this business, which is short-term to midterm rental. That's a completely different business, right? Than your um, than your regular tenant, long-term tenant. So those two businesses are related, even though they're different, right? So that's one way of your approaching. Okay, I want to expand my businesses. I want to grow and do other businesses and they're related. A lot of, some of the um, people that I see on social media that tells you, oh yeah, you can have seven or eight streams of income and they tell you, oh, try this and that and this and that. Not realizing none of these businesses are related, right? So let's say I'm like, okay, I'm a landlord. Now you want me to do, uh, or, you know, the suggestion that they make is to start, um, I don't know. First thing that popped in my head is daycare, right? So, okay, that those are two completely different businesses. Now, unless you're looking at it from the standpoint of having the real estate that holds the daycare center, right? That's, that's, yes, that's related. But if you're talking about running the operation of the business of daycare, that's a completely different business. Now, you also have to keep in mind what are, what's required for me to run this business and what's required for me to run the other business. Because if one business is self-sufficient, right? running itself to where you do not have to be in the day day in and day out of something like long-term tenants, right? You don't necessarily have to be in the day in, day out of that business. So yes, you can potentially run that daycare and have that other business. But what happens when you're trying to do two businesses that require your hands on day in day out physical presence to start it off. I don't think it's wise for you to put that much um, energy and this is where you start making mistakes. So now it's one thing if like, okay, I bought this business. um, Like for example, one of the businesses I'm looking into um, getting into and purchasing, by the way, if anybody knows laundromats, let me know is a laundromat, right? Now, this is also a business that somewhat is passive as well, right? And especially if you can hire someone to, to run, um, you know, the, the, the hire someone to be in the facility itself that you do not have to be in it, in a, you know, in it every single day type thing. Right. So it's one thing if you already have a business that you purchase and that business is already unlike a plug and play situation. Right. So that business is giving you the income that you need and it's a plug and play and you're set. You don't have to do a lot um, of every day being there. And it's already some something that's already even though it's new for you, you don't necessarily have to be there. But if it's a business that you have to start grow, I would suggest letting that business grow to the point where you can replace yourself or once you get to the point where you can start replacing yourself in order for you to start and purchase the second business or start the second business. Now, this is where I would um, suggest and um, to have the conversation about 
when you are thinking of the businesses that you want to venture into, what is it that, what are some of the things that you may want to think about and looking at, okay, what does it take from, what will it take for this to make sense for my lifestyle and how much energy it's going to take? Because sometimes starting a business and buying a business, it may make more sense for you to just purchase an existing business versus um, trying to start something from scratch. I hope that makes sense. Because um, purchasing a, a, a business, if you do it right, can be a lot more lucrative and um, or less headache, <laughs> rather, right? Because starting a business, depending on what business it is, you can actually, it could be way more lucrative. But um, for, for what we're discussing, when you want to have another stream of income and you want it to be a business, it may be easier for you to purchase an existing business than you having to start your own business, especially if you do the math and realizing, hey, my startup cost for this new business is going to be about as much or a little less than if I just pick up a business that's already existing, already has established customers, already have a reputation, already have the equipment and all of those things that I don't have to go back and try to do myself from scratch, it may make sense for you to just plug and play into that. So this is a subject that I think we need to delve into a little bit more. Um, I wanted to bring this up because unfortunately with so many people losing their jobs, um, we can look at it one of two ways, right? It, it does suck that these people are now starting the new year and the stress factor of now having to look for another job with so many now other people entering um, the job market, making it harder to find a job. And it does break my heart. And at the same time, this is why I, I read this um, verse today. And, and I love the fact that um, at least in an NLT uh, version, that it says, because you never know what's going to happen in the land, right? So looking at, you know, what's going on in the, in the world, not just in our country, right? Because our economic are tied to so many different places, but it says, you do not know what disasters may come upon the land. And just like most people were not expecting to be laid off, you do not know what to expect. You do not know, you know, what may come. No one has a crystal ball. And so to rely on just your employer as your mainstream of income nowadays is not a safe bet. It is not a safe bet. So you have to look into other streams of income. It it's it's a it's a must, right? It's it's not even whether or not you want to. It's a matter of like you have to at this point. So in this subject, which I will talk more about um, in the next coming episode, is thinking about what it is that you have, what mindset you have to have, and how you can 
go into building other streams of income, building other businesses that will help support you, even if you still have your nine to five job, right? Even if you still have your nine to five job, but at least now you can look into, hey, you know what? I have another business that if I lose my nine to five, that's not my end all be all. And I don't have to necessarily go into side hustle and gig economy to make money that I may not even be making as much as I, as you think you're making. So I hope this was helpful. I hope this made sense. Um, I know I was kind of like, you know, going on a tangent here, but I hope this makes sense. And I hope this encourages you in thinking of, Hey, you know what? It's time 2024 is here. You know, it's time for me to look into other revenues and other ways to build. And this January, this is what we're going to talk about is building your business the right way. So um, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me. Um, Thank you for taking the time to to be with me in this journey and um, this new podcast. I hope that you are blessed. Happy New Year. And I hope nothing but success, health, and prosperity for you. May God bless you and keep you and keep listening to his wisdom as he will instruct you and direct you in the way that you should go. Thank you so much. And you guys have a blessed day. We will talk next week.